He definitely needs to wear the all-denim outfit that Justin Timberlake wore oh. to the BMAs. JT, friend God, of the podcast. God, he's so hot. <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Can we have JT write to us? Just have a JT. moment to celebrate how hot Justin Timberlake is. JT, hit me up. Well, this is no fun because I can't roll my R's. Well, you're kicked out of the podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only people with talented tongues oh, are I, allowed. I have a talented tongue. Welcome to Trash Rats, the podcast where we dig through the garbage in order to bring you the best of the worst. There's Mickey. Hey, what's up? That's Rachel with the talented Hi. tongue. Yeah. <laughs> Here's Ashley with... I'm Ashley. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise, it's her. <laughs> I'm the one that's named Ashley, and I have a semi-talented tongue in that I can roll my R's, but I don't want to claim the talented tongue of the group like Rachel has... So I don't have the confidence to claim it now. I I just it's just a fact. I'm just stating a fact. What? <laughs> the Rachel is yours. talented tongue. <laughs> RTT. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your new name. That's, RTT baby. That's my new initials. I like it. Okay, so on this episode, we are moving on to 90 Day Fiance season two. And we are covering the first two episodes of season two. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Are you ready to meet our brand new fucking couples? I can't wait. All right. Our first couple, Justin, 34, from San Jose, California, and Evelyn, 29, from Santiago de Cali, Colombia. A Californian from San Jose, you said? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's the worst one. Yeah. And another Colombiana, and a like Columbiana. we were speaking about. Like our friend Pau. Dust, dust, dust. <laughs> so we are introduced to Justin with his fucking faux hawk. Oh, no. The faux hawks are back in force. And he's introduced eating a Hot Pocket. Oh, my God. In basketball shorts. Okay. And he's a PE teacher. I am picturing this so fully. It's disturbing. His friend described him as Alec Baldwin. So picture Alec Baldwin with a blonde faux hawk in <laughs> basketball shorts eating a Hot Pocket. <laughs> I think that Alec Baldwin was generous. I personally thought that his facial features looked like if you took Amy Schumer's features and just like enlarged them and pushed them together too oh, much. Oh, it's very scrunched. He has a weirdly scrunched face. So, Alec Baldwin. It, are we talking like current, like 30 Rock Alec Baldwin? Yeah. Or that's not even, I guess that would be current for when this came out. Correct. Okay. So, and the way that they met was actually in Colombia. He was down there for the World Game soccer, and he was in line getting a hot dog. And he, met, he saw this beautiful woman that he just couldn't resist saying hello to. And then he says the phrase, Latin women are more passionate, which, like, made me fucking mad. As a Latin person myself, 
that is such a fucking bullshit stereotype. Like, anybody is, like, anything in any way. Like, see, it's such bullshit. See how she's getting so passionate I'm right so now? fucking passionate. Can't you tell by my, my timber and my strength of voice? I, she's making all kinds of wild hand gestures right now, and her eyes are basically on fire. She is a fiery Latinx woman. So fiery. Um, so fuck that guy. And so they spent basically two weeks together in Colombia before applying for the K-1 visa. Cool. So it was love at first sight. Love at first fucking sight getting a hot dog. Love at first hot dog. Love at first hot dog. What kind of hot dog do you think they ate? Do you think they ate it Lady in the Tramp style? <laughs> So one of the fun things that Justin tells us is that while he is super in love with Evelyn and while he's like so excited to bring her to the States, they are a secret from his family. Okay. He has yet to tell anybody in his life that Evelyn and he are engaged and that she is coming to the States. That's always a good sign when you don't want to tell anybody in your life about your relationship. So essentially what we have here is he knows all of his family is going to disapprove of the timeline on this. So instead of actually having mature conversations, he's decided to just discuss the possibility of eloping and keeping her a secret until it's too late. How is that going over with the fiancé? That's a good question. Let's find out. Because as a, I would think as a passionate Latinx woman that you she would be really unhappy about that. Well, speaking of being passionate, um, Justin says that the passion with Evelyn is the best he's ever had. And so... By passion, he means sex. S-E-X, baby. That's why he was like, two weeks, let's lock it down. Let's fuck it up together. So romantic. <laughs> um, so while he's, like, waiting for her to come, he's, like, decorating his apartment, which is pretty sweet, right? I think we can all agree that's a really nice thing to do. Definitely thought while he met, he was, like, waiting for her to come. Uh, uh, uh. He's jerking it while he's putting up his balloons and decorations. Fake rose petals on the bed. Oh, fake um, ones, huh? And don't, then he, you don't want those to get wilted, so. I mean, the silk flowers, is that a bad, is that a bad investment? You can reuse those. Yeah. Toss them in the washing machine. <laughs> toss, 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 baby. <laughs> toss, toss. So Justin calls a stretch limo for the pickup at the airport and make sure and like calls to make sure there will be champagne in the limo. And I think Mickey and I had very different reactions to this limo. I was like, hell yeah, baby, pick her up in this limo. And Mickey's reaction was very different. Well, he's like rolling up in a limo to the San Jose airport. Yeah. So like a limo in San Jose, I don't think is the same as a limo in Los Angeles or. But it's better than him. Okay. It's better than him rolling up in a cab let's say right I, I mean it is because you can drink in the back of a limo so evelyn is thrilled about the limo oh she's yeah. psyched about it she thinks it's like really dope really cute she feels like a star she's really adorable okay. much too adorable for for justin it just pan to them drinking champagne in the back of the limo and then like and then they go home and they make out and kick out the production crew so, like, yeah. nothing crazy special happens. She's but like, got that WAP, baby. Ooh, just, like, <laughs> macaroni in the pot. <laughs> so, speaking of macaroni in the pot, they wake up the next morning to a sink full of dishes mm. that Justin expects Evelyn to clean for him. Nice. 
he yeah proceeds to show Evelyn where all the cleaning supplies are and put her to work doing dishes so he could go sit down and watch the game. What? Day uh-huh. two. But she makes it very clear that that's not what she came here for. Yeah. She is not Cinderella. And hopefully moving forward, that changes. But it was a very uncomfortable sort of situation where he was like, you're doing this. And then she told the camera that she's not doing that. So she never said it to him. But who knows what happened off camera, right? Well, the other Talking Head interviews was, he was also saying like, uh, well, I brought her over here because I was looking for a, a wife, not just someone to get married to. Yeah. Someone a to wife. clean up my shit for me. Oh. Yeah, I was looking for a wife. Wow. So that's super dope about him. He's a real cool guy, and yeah, we like him he, a lot. He sounds great. Clearly um, a front runner. And then it pans to them doing a driving lesson. So he's going to teach her how to drive his huge red American truck. Red blooded American truck. Yes. And he's definitely driving around with his fucking backwards cap because he doesn't seem to know how to wear a hat forward. No, it's to keep the back of your neck from getting tan. Yeah, he doesn't want to be a redneck, but he is. (laughs) So he basically, because he tells her to understand driving, watch NASCAR. So she's going to be driving around in circles at high speeds, I guess. (laughs) So after the driving lesson, they go meet up with his friend Matt, who said that he looked like Alec Baldwin. Oh, And Evelyn's, like, really excited about it because she's finally meeting someone in his life for the first time, but she wishes it was his family, obviously. So they meet up with Matt, and he's basically giving him so much shit for not telling him previously about Evelyn until she showed up. And then starts talking about the people that Evelyn is about to meet. Like, his family members, including someone named Jen. Who's Jen, you might ask? They call Jen Darth Vader. Dun, dun, dun. And it is his sister-in-law. Don't sue us, Disney. We're not the ones who said it. So, yeah, Jen is his brother's wife who has been hypercritical of all of his past relationships to the point where everyone in her life calls her Darth Vader. (laughs) She sounds great. I like her already. So, I'm excited to meet Jen. I am stoked to meet Jen. But that's where we end off on those two episodes with Justin and (gasps) Evelyn. That's it? We don't get to meet Jen We haven't. We don't get to meet Jen yet. Ooh, something to look forward to. That's it for them. So next, we want to introduce you to our second couple, Mm -hmm. Danielle, 41, from Norwalk, Ohio, and Muhammad, 28, from Tunis, Tunisia. 15-year age gap. Cool, cool, cool. Right? Yeah. Whatever. It's cool. So, Danielle. Let's intro Danielle. Will you describe her physically for me, Mickey? Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Inside Out? Oh, yeah, with the emotions. Yeah. the emotions. Do you remember the blue one who's the sad lady? Yes. That's what if, she looks like. That sad lady also had a cross eye and tinier glasses. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> she has the worst cross eyes I've ever seen with the thickest glasses I've ever seen. I thought that glasses were supposed to fix a cross eye. Do they? I don't know. They're supposed God. to fucking help. But these definitely do not. I've been re-watching Arrested Development. Do you remember the secretary, Kitty? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, glasses off. 
glasses on. Yeah, glasses are supposed to help a lazy eye. Okay, so Danielle, she is a direct support professional, which means she assists mentally handicapped people, which I figure has got to be like a sympathetic trait for her because she seemed like she might be mentally handicapped herself. Oh, no. Yes, we're worried about her. And not only is she with a 26-year-old man, she has three teenage daughters at home. I thought you said 28. 26. Damn. And so the way that they met is that she was checking out international chat rooms and met Muhammad. And she liked that he was from Tunisia because he was different from most American guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he is from an entirely different he's, country. He's from a different place, like different culture, baby. And she's in Ohio? Norwalk, Ohio. And... Within, like, four to five months of them talking online, he proposed through messaging. Yeah, it's like junior high. Will you marry me? Check yes. Yes. Check no. No, maybe. (laughs) She was, like, super resistant at first, but then eventually, like, gave in and started working a lot of overtime to get the funds needed in order to travel to Tunisia in order to get to know him so they could get pictures and everything for their K-1 visa application. So then... We, like, see the kids asking if Muhammad is going to be their new dad, which is really uncomfortable because they're teenagers. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. So there's definitely some, like, developmental development issues going on. But they're also making a poster for him, which is pretty nice. And so then they're getting ready to head to the airport, but we find out that she basically paid for everything. She paid for the entire K-1 visa application. She paid for his flight. She paid for the transfers. So basically he lands in New York. No one hears from him. And she spends the entire night crying because she doesn't know if he landed in New York or not. Mm -hmm. The kids are scared because they don't know if he already took off. If he just like used their mom for a visa, which he wouldn't get if he just like showed up and then left. Yeah. So they're all like kind of freaked out. And then her brother and sister-in-law show up. Everyone piles into the fucking van. They're going to go to New York to see if he landed. Six people pile into this van. The three teenage girls, Danielle, her brother, and her brother's wife. Well, you know, when I get off of an international flight, I love to be confronted by an entire family that I've never met before. (laughs) That is the only way I travel. Okay, so So they haven't heard from him, and they decide to go to New York to see if just to like see if they can find him. Yep, like wandering around the airport. I don't know if he landed. Like he was supposed to have a transfer, so they're so they don't know if he's at JFK or if he's at LaGuardia. Oh my god! So they just go, and they're like trying to ask a security guard to confirm if he land like his name if a person by that name landed, and he was like. Uh, we have security protocols, so we can't give you that information. No. And so they just, like, wander around the fucking airport. Can we talk about what a wreck Danielle was? Because she's just, like, openly sobbing and walking around the airport. So it's, like... Okay, so we have, like, a shot of her walking past the baggage claim and and sobbing. We have escalators and sobbing. (laughs) Walking past Subway and crying. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was definitely crying and... Like, heavy breathing, very shaky, uncomfortable. Like, (laughs) it's, like, very awkward and uncomfortable to watch. And you're just like, 
Can you please take a seat before you have a fucking heart attack on the tarmac? Straight up anxiety. They recognize the jacket from Skype until they all run over there. All fucking six of them. Is it a like a bright orange jacket with a dragon on it? It's a brown leather jacket. Oh wow, good eye, good eye for jackets, honey. So they run over there, and it's Muhammad. And Danielle, she cries some more. She basically, like, eats his face. Like, she clutches at him. Like, he is about to disappear into a puff of smoke. Wow. And she needs to keep him between her fingers. Her hand is like a claw around the back of his neck, pulling his face down towards her. Wow. It is so uncomfortable. It's super nasty hanging on. How's Muhammad doing at this point? He immediately experiences culture shock. How just different everything looks like from the cars to the stores to everything. Mm -hmm. He's just like, he he makes a point to state how different it all looks. Then they talk about their physical relationship. Mm, Fun. Mm -hmm. And it's not that Muhammad is like hot, sexy Mr. Tunisia, (laughs) you know? Um, but he says, sure, I think about it, and Danielle is acceptable for me. Wow. And it's so heartbreaking because she is obviously, like, very into him. Mm-hmm. And he is, like... She's a woman I could marry to stay yeah. in America. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. And all he really wants to do is get married and find a job. So they go home. And uh, the kids are okay with him. He's okay with the kids. Like, they seem to get along. So she, he gets the tour of the apartment, and he feels that it's small. Any place with three teenage girls in it is going to feel small. But there, it seems like there are three bedrooms in the house. Her room, two rooms for the three kids. And when everyone is home together... He's going to sleep on the couch because of his religion. No premarital sex, huh? Yep. No premarital anything. What is his religion, pray tell? He's Muslim. And uh, for the second time today, we see her hugging him from the side and clutching onto his face. <laughs> oh, with God. Hand. Did I mention she was crying into his neck again as she was gripping his face with a claw hand? She was crying. Wow. She's crying 23 hours a day. So, you know, maybe a little emotional anxiety there because she senses that he doesn't love her. <laughs> Yeah, so she wants Muhammad to meet her son, Corey, next. And Corey has moved out of the house, so he's a little bit older. Okay. And he's really worried about Muhammad taking advantage of his mom. Ah, someone with sense. With sense, a chin strap and cargo shorts. Oh. Oh, you forgot the shirt. Oh, what was his shirt? He was wearing a bright blue shirt that had a stick figure guy posing his muscles, and then it said, welcome to the gun show. But in, like... Kid font. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. So he doesn't have any fashion sense. No. And I'm like hating on this kid super hard right now, but then like Muhammad's also wearing gym pants. Yeah, look, men, any men that might listen to this, just don't, just put on real pants. That's all we want. pants. Yeah. So Corey invites Muhammad to play pool with him so they can like get to know each other a little bit better while they play a game together. And Muhammad, like, beats him. And Corey says, that's not fair. I didn't know you played before. <laughs> they don't have pool in Africa. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to get my ass beat. Otherwise, I wouldn't have invited him to play. Like, fuck off. Wow. Cool. Oh, did we mention how old Corey is, by the way? Do you want to guess? 26. 
22. <laughs> 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 Basically, Corey was, he took him aside and wanted to make sure that you're not taking advantage of my mom. Yeah, he was just worried about Muhammad scamming his mom. As well and, he should be. <laughs> and he's got a feeling that she's being used for the visa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's them for these first two episodes. Oh, wow. I feel like that was fast. Um, okay, so we are introduced next to Brett, 31, from Snohomish, Washington. Shut up. Hey, what's up, Washington? And Daya, 29, from San Carlos City, Philippines. Daya, like the cheese? Yeah, but D-A-Y-A. There's no I in it. But it sounds like Daya. Yeah, exactly. Like so we're introduced to Brett, who works for an airline manufacturer. I think Mickey has a descriptor for him. Ooh, okay. So facially, he's just got like nothing but teeth, but then also like goat ears. Oh. He downturned a little bit. I've never seen the ears quite like it. He looks On a like, human. He looks like Pink Shrek. Oh no. <laughs> He, yeah. Is he also very tall and fat? Like an ogre? He looks like an ogre for sure. We see Brett's house. He has a bird. Cool. So he's a bird guy. Is it named Donkey? And he has two roommates that are old lesbians. This Um, sounds like Washington for sure. Their names are Lou and T. And they all work together at the airplane manufacturer, which is totally got to be Boeing, right? In Washington? Got to be Boeing, yeah. Okay, so let's just say they all work at Boeing. Um, yeah, let's get sued by Boeing and Disney. <laughs> We've now used the likenesses of Darth Vader and Shrek. Why throw a major airline in there? Okay, so Lou and T are his mom's age, at least. And he has a six-year-old daughter that lives in Montana. So every summer she comes and stays with him in Snohomish. And so he, living in the old lesbian house, decided to join an international dating site And he sought out specifically the Philippines because of their good marriage values. Is he also looking for a wife, quote-unquote? It's definitely uh, uncomfortable. Better marriage values than my filthy American (laughs) whore wife. Yeah, (laughs) bitch ex-wife. So he thought he was too boring when he joined this. And he may have been right. This international dating site, yeah. So he meets Daya, and he visits her in the Philippines. They have an instant connection. But five days later, he proposes, and the phrase instant stepmom starts to get trotted out. Instant stepmom, but then she also shortens it to instamom a lot, which is... Something else. I mean, when you're busy, you gotta cut down on time. So, in getting ready for beautiful Daya to come, Brett is cleaning out the closet and the bathroom. Thank God he's doing something because I think we've seen enough of these people who have not taken any care in changing their lifestyle at all for their partner. Not even a little. And Lou, his roommate, is helping. I love the name Lou for an older woman. That's like the cutest thing ever. Her name is Lucinda. That's adorable too. Yeah, and she goes by Lou. Um, So fucking thank God for Lou. Lou's very supportive and says that is really lucky to have Brett mm-hmm. because of the hurdles that Brett is willing to jump for Daya. But, like, it seems like she's really supportive, but not everyone else in his life is supportive. Mm. Intro Sue. 
Not not Lou, but Sue. Sue. First friend when he moved to Snohomish. Uh-oh. Does Sue have a bit of a crush on Brett? Sue is a white-haired lady. Oh. She's older. She's older. A little right. racist. It seems like Brett cannot make friends his own age. He really has a thing for older women. Yep. <laughs> or do older women have a thing for him? Maybe it's a oh. both. He showed Daya's picture at work one day, and it was like a picture of Daya at a pool party, and Sue said that Daya wasn't wearing enough clothes. Cover up at that pool party. At that fucking pool party. So Sue's definitely got some, like, Mm. hang-ups. Because they're from Snohomish, which is near the bases. Bases? Military bases. Oh. uh She says that she has seen a lot of Asian women come in and use men for a green card. Had nothing to do with the men using those women. Yeah. And good, uh, obedient wives that would clean their houses. She says that Daya's not specifically doing that, but she's definitely accusing other Asian women of coming over specifically to get green cards. Mm. Yeah. But she's so open to meeting Daya. So many. Like, one. There was one that she heard about and never met, so therefore Mm -hmm. all Asian women are like that. Fuck you, Sue. Sue, fucking go to hell. Go to hell, Sue, with your racist-ass ways. She might already be dead. Also, um, Brett, (laughs) make some friends your own age. Come on, man. I know. He's so sweet, though. We move on to Brett and his mom meeting Daya at the airport. And I just want to mention that Brett's mom, she looks like she's 35, maybe. She's, like, got long, dark hair, freckles. Like, she must have put on a lot of sunscreen when she was younger. Because she, like, they look the same age. This is the secret of living in the Pacific Northwest. It will keep <laughs> us all young looking. I know. free. So they stopped to get roses, which he had pre-ordered. And when they stopped in, apparently the order got messed up. And they had, like, a huge, like, bouquet of, like, sunflowers and, like, other shit. It was, like, way too big and, like, obtrusive for an airport pickup. And he also, like, tried to mention it at the store. Like, hey, did we change it from the roses? But he also isn't, like, very assertive. So they're just like, no, there's roses in there. Yeah. This gigantic size of his torso bouquet. Oh, no. So he just takes it instead of, like, fighting <laughs> oh, no. and, like, getting a new bouquet made right, there, right then and there, which is what I would have done. There's also pre-made bouquets all around the store. So exactly. Instead. So he takes this giant fucking sunflower <laughs> bouquet with him. It's kind of amazing. Because of this, they're a half hour late to the airport. And by the time they get there, he's, like, racing around looking for her, and he runs, like, smack into her. With the giant flower bouquet? Like, just right into her with this giant flower bouquet. That's so funny. And at this point, she's already grabbed her bags, and so she's already done all that stuff. And she hates the bouquet. She's like, I thought we talked about roses. Oh, they talked about it. Wow. She said, why did you get me this kind? And he can't stop giggling. He's just (laughs) giggling the whole time. Like, it's just a, like a little nervous giggle but it's so uncomfortable wow what a bitch now we're in the car so mom is sitting in the back Daya's sitting in the passenger seat and Daya makes the mention that she thinks her ring is fake there's like a little black speck in it and so she like brings it back and like shows brett's mom like look at this do you think this is real I'm going to have Brett take me to the jeweler so he can see if it's real or not. Wow. If it has a speck of black in it, it's definitely real. 
I mean, it seems more. It's I I like it's definitely it. just a cheap diamond. And then, yeah, yeah. Like, the mom is super offended. I already don't like her. Now she's talking shit about her ring. Like, get over it. Yeah. So they get home, and Daya immediately points out the cleanliness of the house after it's been tidied, and it's not even like messy. It's just like there's a blanket on the couch. And if that's messy, then boy, am I in trouble. This is why you need to get yourself a real wife. <laughs> that has good marriage values. <laughs> he sends his mom home. Probably and Lou and T also gave them the house for the night. But Daya's really worried about them. So they like talk a little bit about it. And, worried um, about Lou and T? Yeah, having yeah. roommates and not being able to just do whatever she wants and having to share space. Mm. I mean, can you imagine as a 29-year-old woman like moving into a different country and like living with your partner and then also roommates yeah. no, that, that you've never met? For sure. That would be <laughs> less than ideal. Less than ideal for sure. So it's basically nap time now for Daya because it's like she's been on a long flight and so they just closed the door on the camera crew. Clarification, she and Brett were on the bed and she asked Brett if he, he could get up and shut the door on us. And yeah, he, on the camera crew. <laughs> uh, he misunderstood and just left the room with the camera crew and shut her in there for a nap. <laughs> when she totally wanted to fuck, right? Yeah, she was like hinting and like, hey, I'm here now. Yeah. Gosh. Let's, Let's shut ourselves in this room. Let's fuck. And he was like, okay, good night, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> so That's he's sweet. like a real sweet guy, I yeah. think. So he makes dinner while she's asleep. I like this guy. And like, yeah. And like, he sets it up outside. So it's like kind of like a romantic picnic on the outside. And then during this conversation, she talks about how she wants to go to a jewelry shop to see if her ring is real. Wow. But... Like I said, I think if there's an imperfection, it's got to be real. Because, I, like, they wouldn't manufacture it with... I just can't believe that's what she's making a big thing about. And he's saying, like, yes, it's real. And she's saying, I don't think so. I think it's, like, a nervous thing. Like, a nervous habit. I don't think she's being malicious. Mm. But we don't know, right? It's yeah. hard to say. Well, it's like she's trying to give him shit, but it's just coming out so serious. Totally. And, but like, you know what? serious. I did the same thing to you last week, right? She I, did I not was... believe you when you bought her that diamond. She was talking <laughs> shit about it all week. She was like, I don't think Mickey got me that diamond. No, like, sometimes, like, I give you shit, Mickey, and it's hard for you to tell when I am being serious and when I'm being, yeah. We've established that Ashley's joking voice is exactly the same as her regular voice. I'm just very sarcastic. It can't be helped. Okay, so now we're moving on to our third couple, Yamir, 28, from Managua, Nicaragua, mm. and Chelsea, 25, from Galesburg, Illinois. All right, nice Midwestern girl. <laughs> we love a corn-fed girl. Yeah, we love a good corn-fed booty. Uh, so Chelsea went down to Nicaragua for volunteer work. We all know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> Was it through her church? I mean, maybe, but it, it wasn't made clear. It wasn't specified. Okay. So, it's Nicaragua. Like, yeah. She's in Nicaragua, volunteer work, and... She met Yamir while he was on stage performing with his band, Myla Vox, and they made eyes at each other. Ooh. She was in the crowd, he was on stage, 
and then he brought her back and the rest is history. So the uh, Myla Vox apparently is one of the biggest pop bands in the country mm-hmm. and as such he is one of the biggest pop stars in the country. Nicaragua. His band is so popular that they invented the idea of pop stars in Nicaragua. The face that you're making makes me think that he's telling her this and it's not true. This is what we're being told. Okay, this is what we're being told by 90 Day Fiance about Nicaraguan pop stars. So is he the, uh, is he, what what instrument? Is the lead singer? Is the bassist? He's the lead singer. Mm. And we're saying pop stars like, I want to say like a boy band basically. Okay. There's three of them and they all sing and none of them play instruments. Oh, okay. So they're music. Is great. So moving on with Yamir and Chelsea, they're like they're both super into each other. They both like are like oh blah blah blah. We love each other, whatever. And she Chelsea feels super bad for making him give up so much because in Nicaragua he's a king. In the USA, he's just another kid that doesn't speak English. Yeah, I that always makes sense that um, Nicaraguan pop stars move to the middle of Illinois, Galesburg, Illinois. Yeah. No, totally logical. We we are in the studio now, and they're, like, talking to the manager, Gabrielle. Gabrielle is not a fan of Chelsea. I could see why. He's treating her like the Yoko of the band. Which like she basically is. He's worried about the future of the band, um, and basically saying, like, that without Ymir, the other two members of the band will be stranded, because the band is nothing without Ymir. And he also wrote a letter to Chelsea, basically calling her selfish and blaming her for taking your mirror away. And it's it's real uncomfortable because at this point now, Gabrielle wants to talk to Chelsea and your mirror alone. And so now they have to have this conversation about why she's selfish. He's basically mad about how they handled it because Yamir didn't communicate it well. And does make really good, he makes really good points about Yamir going to the Midwest. He says basically like, how do you expect someone from a Latin country who doesn't speak any English to move to middle America and survive and thrive? Yeah. And so he, like, he has these very valid concerns about Ymir and his future. Yeah, you're not even going to, like, a big city. So it's the last day in Nicaragua, and Myla Vox has a huge event. It's, like, an album release party or something along those lines. They don't really make it obvious or well-known what the event is, Hmm. but it's a release party of some sort. Okay. I would say it looks like a combination, like, wedding reception slash business hotel conference. It's in a convention center room for okay, sure. So maybe his career's not that great. And there's, like, there's just, like, chairs set up, and there's, like, a bunch of old ladies sitting in chairs. They're all wearing lanyards. So there's, like, a thing going on. Um, and then they have, like, a Q&A afterwards. And Gabriel takes this time to throw Ymir under the bridge by introducing Chelsea. Do you mean under the bus? Under the bus. <laughs> I, have I, don't, under, I wrote down under the bridge here. It's cool. In Nicaragua, they say under the bridge. So it's, <laughs> In Spanish, it's different. Yeah. 
Gabriel throws Yamir under the bus by introducing Chelsea as the reason why Yamir is leaving and saying like basically the band's breaking up because of this white this white devil over here. Wow. Um and like points to Chelsea no in shame the audience whatsoever. She has to stand up in the front row. She has to stand up and wave to everybody. It's fucked up. He's like trying to destroy Yamir before he leaves. Wow. Like, it's really upsetting. But and it's like, as good. someone who's supposed to care about him. I mean, he's probably pissed because obviously he's probably, if he's their agent, he's probably, or manager, he's probably making money off of them. So he's, I'm sure he's upset too. Yeah, but like, if you're upset, don't take it out on your talent because oh, you're trying to make money off of them, right? I'm not so saying like, that it's right. I'm just saying that it, he's yeah. clearly upset as well. So then. From there, it's time to leave Nicaragua. And go to Illinois. It's time to go to Illinois, but everyone's sad, and Chelsea says that she's going to be devastated if Ymir hates America. So we've got some reticence on the hands of uh, Chelsea, but hopefully he'll like it. And how long have they been dating at this point? Um, We actually don't know. We don't get told, do we? Between a few months to a few years. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's basically, so that's basically it from Yamir and Chelsea. Introducing Amy, so 21, couples. from Cape Town, South Africa, Ooh. and Danny, 23, from Norristown, Pennsylvania. Good ages to get married. I mean, they're little Muppet babies, but they'll get, they'll get the hang of it. So he's obviously a young dude, but he's pretty cute. He seems like really sweet, really earnest. He works construction with his brother's company. He is the baby of seven, loves his family, loves Jesus. Went to Australia for some Jesus convention. Love a good Jesus convention. (laughs) I don't know what they call it. Met Amy there at a Bible class. Hmm. So Amy was from South Africa. And they became instant friends. So basically, they like dated for a while, and then he took her to the fl- the first place that they kissed and proposed to her there in Australia. In Australia, so they're in Australia together, like yes. when the show starts. Yes. And then he's back in America, and she's in South Africa, mm-hmm. and so they decide. That while they are in the 90-day timeline, they're not going to be living together because they don't want that. Oh, they don't want to have that accidental premarital sex, like the kind we were talking about with our Mormon friends who just happen to be Mormon. They fall and the penis just Just slides right in. Slides on in there. You can't control it. So Amy will be living with his brother and sister um, his brother and sister-in-law until they get married. They're also not allowed to make out because they'll get too horny. I mean, that's fair. So the entire 90 days that they're going to be together, they will not make out one time. Sounds fun. How? How are you going to marry someone and then not make out with them for three months? So anyways... This marriage and this relationship is going to be really hard on um, Danny's dad because he's against interracial marriages. So. Uh, Why? What? 
Yeah. And it's just like kind of expressed openly as just an actual preference. Like it's a choice. Like, no, it's fucking racism and it's not cool. The fact that that is even still a thing that people think they should be able to have an opinion on. It's like, just like gay marriage, you know? It doesn't have anything to do with you. calling it anything other than just like what it is. It's just like marriage. marriage. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Interracial marriage, gay marriage, it's all just marriage. And like, if if you're seeing the difference in that, then that's really the problem there, right? Like, they're all equal. So we kind of gloss past that and then move on to Danny setting up her room. And it's, like, really sweet. He's, like, painting it for her and setting it up, like, putting a bed in there, like, making it nice for when she arrives. But the problem is that his brother lives a 45-minute drive away from him. Oh, that's far. Um, And what's she going to be doing while she's there? That's a great question because his brother and his sister-in-law work all day so amy will have nothing to do are they like in rural pennsylvania very rural pennsylvania where there's nothing around so she can't even walk anywhere i think there's amish there that's got to be kind of novel yeah um so he goes to pick her up at the airport with his two friends i don't know why people are bringing other people to pick up their spouses stop bringing people with you well he needs people to be there to make sure they don't start making out too hard i guess so He's got a sign, roses, a balloon, like, it's really sweet. He's, like, kind of going the full, like, nine yards with it. Then Amy comes off the plane looking hella cute, I think. Jeans, shirt, jacket. Cute, like, but not, like, overly done. Still looking cute after an international flight is the point. (laughs) When I look like a fucking haggard witch. Exactly. Even after, like, a three-hour flight, I'm like, I remember what you look like after a three-hour flight. You look like the Wicked Witch of the West. Okay, to be fair, I had massive hangover on that flight. (laughs) I'm also teasing you so hard because you were beautiful anyway. So So she's super cute. They go to the house. And the first thing she realizes, like, it's hella remote. Yeah, there's nothing out there. So, like, now she's being thrust into a very small rural town. (laughs) Um, And then, basically, he spends about 45 minutes to an hour with her that evening. And then leaves and will not see her until the following night. Until when he gets off work because of the, like, whole weird sex thing. That's... And I think she definitely has, like, or he says that she definitely has misconceptions about what their relationship is going to look like. What does that mean? She expects to have him around more often than an hour a day. But also, while you're engaged, like, this whole thing is just a joke, though, too. Like, the fact that... He's already showing up late to his job working for his brother's construction company, so why shouldn't he be able to take any kind of schedule adjustment? Yeah. yeah. You can't take a couple days your, off. Your I mean, if your brother's a dick, maybe. Well, if, maybe, if his family's a, new job later. a bunch of racist fucks. All right, now that we've talked about the couples, it's time to move on to Dumpster Fire of the Week. Woo! Rachel, are you ready? I am so ready. I was, I was born ready. Here's what we're going to do. Ashley and I are each going to nominate two persons, moments, fashion moments. You're going to pick from these four nominations to decide who is the ultimate trash this week. The worst of the worst. Ashley, who is your first nomination? 
My first nomination is Justin's sink full of dirty dishes <laughs> that he wants Evelyn to clean while he does his manly devotion of watching the game. His manly devotions. That's exactly what it is. So nice. that's my first dumpster my, fire. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to nominate Brett for taking his mother to the airport to pick up Daya. <laughs> It's a good one, yeah. Let's not try to knock out two things at one time in terms of meeting your mom and picking up a fiancé, please, and thank you. Keep those milestones separate. Agreed. Um, so my second Dumpster Fire nomination is Gabriel, mm. who is Yamir's manager, and it is for his, like, gross letter that he wrote to Chelsea and throwing Yamir under the bus. In front of his fans at the album release. Bridge. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna counter that one with I want to nominate every time that Danielle is hugging and sobbing into Muhammad's oh, neck God. space while claw handing his face towards her. The neck claw. I'm just disgusted. <laughs> All right, Rachel, who is, who's it going to be? Oh, man. Okay, so the first one that came to my mind before you, I was wondering if you were going to nominate it, was the Dirty Dishes and him, the Justin saying, like, oh, here's what you're going to do. And then the second thing I thought of was the diamond. The, I'm going to make sure my diamond is real. You need to take me to a jeweler to make sure my diamond is real. So... I think I gotta go with the with him giving her the cleaning instructions while he goes and watches the game because he's you know looking for a wife quote unquote. I want uh win. Well, yes, Justin wins. Yes. Justin well, wins for being. I won because I nominated <laughs> Justin for this. Justin wins for being our trash rat dumpster fire. Congratulations to Justin. Congratulations. As a reminder, there are no losers here in Dumpster Fire of the Week because they're all losers here in Dumpster Fire of the Week. Clink, clink, clink. babies. That was the clink of our cans of wine and koozies. Is it cozies or koozies? Now everyone discuss. It's koozies. People get mad about it. Yeah, and they're dumb. See? If you say cozy, you're dumb. Can you hit us up on our Twitter account and let us know if it's koozie or cozy? It's koozie. Um, well, you can follow us on Instagram at Trash Rats Podcast and on Twitter at Trash Rats Pod. You can email us at trashratspodcast at gmail.com. Guess what? Life what? is trash. And so are we.